It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Presented today by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Run by an Auburn alum and the greatest variety of restaurants to order from and get your meal delivered in Auburn and Opelika. If you're looking to have your family meal delivered in less than 40 minutes, you need to go to Fetch Me. FetchMeDelivery.com. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. Also use their free Fetch Me Delivery app. Once again, use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. And now offering late night delivery on Friday and Saturday nights between 11 and and two, all the way up till 2 a.m. A lot of folks asked for that. They delivered. And if you're hungry and need food after 2 a.m., you probably should just go to sleep. Also, they are running their Beat Bama campaign for the third year in a row. They match 100% of all donations. Help Fetch Me Beat Bama and get the word out. Once again, use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. Thank you to Fetch Me for sponsoring today's show. Zach Blackerby and Michael Pappas here with you. Hello, sir. Hello, Zach. So uh, for all those listening, happy Veterans Day. Hope you're enjoying, mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of you, your day off and you know, just kind of time and reflection, thanking those who served. I know a lot of, a lot of uh, veterans listen to today's show or listen to the podcast in general. So shout out to all of you guys. And uh, I know the GLOAT, Colonel Steve, I'm sure he is listening. So thank you uh, to the GLOAT uh, as well as all of you who uh, may interact some are not as much as Colonel Steve, but uh, yeah, thank you, uh, thank you for your service, no doubt about it. So we didn't talk about Auburn Davidson a whole lot on Friday's show, specifically just because we wanted people to listen throughout the weekend, and they did. Thank you for that. But let's talk about it now. So Auburn Davidson tipped off five o'clock on CBS Sports Network. So about five of you got to watch it. So that's exciting. Um, unless you have Hulu, shout out to Hulu, no free ads. But Auburn versus Davidson in the Veterans Classic. Your typical, uh, your typical starting lineup, and the lineup I expect to see for the remainder of the season, unless an injury happens. Javon McCormick at point, at shooting guard, Samir Dowdy. At small forward, Isaac Okoro. Power forward at the four, Daniel Purifoy. And at center, Austin Wiley. Auburn won this game 76-66. to Davidson did not want to go away in this game. They kept kind of finding ways to, to get within a few possessions, and then Auburn would kind of find a way to, to extend that lead. I think Auburn really benefited from a strong start, a, a very quick start, and this was Davidson's first game of the season. I, I think if it's not their first game of the season and they have a little bit of a time to warm up and kind of get their legs up under them, I think this is a closer game. Uh, uh, yeah, that's definitely true, but... I actually really was impressed with this Auburn team. You know, we talked to uh, Greg Peterson last week, and he had a lot of really good things to say about both of the teams Auburn played last week in basketball, and and Auburn put up rather good performances against both teams. I mean, a lot of the issues that Auburn is finding – you know, have a lot to do with the fact that these guys aren't super familiar with each other yet. Sure. There, there's a different guy running the offense. There, or well, it's all new guys running the offense. They don't really know who their go-to scorer is. Although it looks like it's going to be Samir Dowdy. Maybe. I mean, you you say that after Georgia Southern, but after Davidson, I don't know if you say that. I mean, it just kind of depends on didn't which game have, you take more. I mean, didn't he have 15 against? It was extremely inefficient, but he did have. I mean, he did have double-digit points. But it, it's just going to kind of depend on what you look at. It's going to depend on how this team evolves. I, I agree with you. I think it is going to be Samir, but 
he needs to be more efficient than he was. So I've got a lot of stuff. Just stop me whenever you want to say something. Okay. All right. So first off, I think D'Angelo Purifoy looks like a different player through two games this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he, he seems to be annoying opponents when he is playing solid defense. And I think that is something that I think Auburn fans kind of wanted more of. I mean, he was kind of touted as this long, athletic scorer. And, you know, we've seen stretches of that, but we've kind of wanted more defensively from him. And I think he is uh, he, he's always around the basketball when he's playing defense. He always finds a way to kind of disrupt and affect the play. Yeah, he definitely looks different on the court, but just standing, he looks a lot different. He looks like an—I mean, he looks like an NBA prospect physically. He looks like a senior. Yeah, uh, you know, when he came in freshman year, he was this skinny scoring wing who shot a lot of threes and and didn't really do much of the dirty work. But you could count on him just him to score points. Sits out a year, comes back last year. I hate to say it, looked a little pudgy. Looked a little like I do right now. Sure. Not going to lie. You still look fantastic. Didn't look like, you know, a high-level collegiate athlete. Right. And, I mean, they said it, I believe, in the Davidson game. The announcer said he thought he was in shape, and he just wasn't. Yeah, and that's okay. That's, that's okay. Fine. I mean, he, 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 I think he's turned around, no doubt he about it. He and Wiley both this year just look jacked. No, you're right. All right, so I already mentioned this. Slow start for Davidson was huge. It was their first game. They didn't get a Georgia Southern-type opponent. I think Auburn could have struggled late in the game. If not, Auburn... Auburn, uh, Auburn could have lost if they didn't play a Georgia Southern. If they played like they did against Georgia Southern against Davidson, I think they would have lost. I agree. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's good. You know, improvement from game one to game two. And but, then just to for, against Georgia Southern, did you see how many alley oops they tried to throw and missed? Right. I mentioned that in the podcast. It was yeah. like if they hit half of those, it's a route. Yeah. It was like they had like seventeen turnovers, and seven of them were missed alley oops. <laughs> It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Javon McCormick, his first points were only four minutes into the game. You definitely take that. You could tell he was determined to be more relevant offensively against Davidson than he was against Georgia Southern. In the Georgia Southern game, it took him five minutes into the second half to get his first mm-hmm. points. And your starting point guard in a Bruce Pearl offense, you can't do that. So that was encouraging. And not just him, the whole team was attacking. They they yeah. which is also different typically than or different than a typical Bruce Pearl offense, right? I mean, last season a lot of the fans, I mean, I know I was, were, were not happy because a lot of times in the half-court set, Auburn, it, it would look like Auburn was just standing around, passing around on the perimeter, and then someone would jack up a long three. And, and this season we're seeing a, a lot, a lot more attacking. They're, they are still shooting a lot of threes, but a lot more attacking. Devin Cambridge is a, a guy that I'm going to talk about a lot this mm-hmm. year. I, I'm a really big fan of his already, but he was on the court five minutes in. He fouled on his first defensive possession, but, I mean, Bruce Pearl wants him on the court, and uh, then shortly after, he had an awesome block, and it was weird. The announcers like totally ignored it when it happened. They were talking about something else, and like they never really touched on it. And it was, <laughs> I thought it was one of the better defensive plays of the game. I think he is this season's Malik Dunbar. Yeah, I, and I said that last week. Yeah, moving forward, um, they. I, I was watching the game with someone, and was watching this Auburn team and being like, Auburn needs you know a jumper, someone who 
like Malik Dunbar would, could throw down a thunderous slam dunk or an alley-oop or something and really get the whole crowd into it. A guy who might not, you know, might not really super jump out to you, but a real fan favorite that when he, you know, he he's the guy who can really get the crowd into a game and will do the, the grittier stuff that might not show up on, on a stat sheet and there he was, right there. Like yeah. two possessions later, here comes Devin Cambridge. And, and it took it took about a year for Malik Dunbar to get things going. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a JUCO guy that was really a role player his first year, and then his second year. I mean, he was eventually a starter. You know, uh, during Auburn's postseason run last year. So, I think it's going to take time. In the same way for Cambridge to get things going, Cambridge a freshman. I mean, I think by the time he's a junior and a senior, he's going to be one of Auburn's favorite players ever. Absolutely, I, I, I really think that uh, Auburn's defense is spectacular so far this year. John Rothstein who I think is the best in the business in regards to covering uh, Auburn or covering college basketball as a whole, but he tweeted... Also a robot. Sure, sure. Simply an unbelievable defensive performance by Auburn here in Annapolis. Tigers held Davidson's duo of Axel Gudmason and Kellen Grady to combined 13 points. Pearl's team will be a nuisance to play in 19 through 20. And that's, that's what you want to see. I mean, this Auburn team is kind of known for offense the past two seasons and now they're getting it going on defense and their defense towards the end of last year when they were on their run didn't get as much chatter as it probably should have but I think this Pearl team is is coming together defensively and I mean that's that's kind of been Pearl's thing in the offseason he said if you aren't playing defense you're not going to be on the court I think it's kind of funny you know last year all the key defenders they're all back Right, I mean Malik Dunbar is really the only key defender that's Bryce not Brown, back. Bryce Brown was huge. I mean, I think Bryce Brown was Auburn's best defensive player last year. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I mean, Pearl said it often last year. I mean, that I think that's what allowed Bryce Brown to play so much early in his career was the fact that he was such a good on-ball defender. Yeah, uh, that may be true, but just I mean, size and length and stuff, I think that you would take Samir Doughty as an on-ball defender. I mean, he might not be worlds better, but I, I think – like, I mean, it's more spread out, right? I mean, yeah. you, you got more guys that are good, maybe fewer guys that are great. Can we agree on that? Sure. Okay. And, and maybe – like, and the, the length in allows them to basically switch positions two through four on defense. And they've been talking about how Okoro can defend one through five, which yeah. – May or may not be true. I had a few people DM me uh, during the game, and I wasn't able to watch the game live. Uh, the wife played the, hey, we need to go on a date card. So I went to go see worst movie I've ever seen. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. We went to go see it Friday night. It was, um, I know you're a big movie guy. It was uh, that Christmas. Playing with fire? No, it was, uh, it was the, the Christmas movie. Oh, Last Christmas. Stop. Don't tell me that. It was awful, dude. I want you to go see it just so we can talk about how bad it was. <laughs> It was so bad. Are you serious? Wait, why do you think it was so bad? We can talk about it later. I mean, did you go see it? No, I okay. haven't. I'm. I'm. I think I'm going to go tomorrow. Actually, really, it was uh, no plot, not really a message there. They try to be clever with it, and it just wasn't. We can talk about it later. I, it's hard to talk about without giving it away. Okay. So we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs, more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. 
All right. Um, another guy worth mentioning. Oh, but anyway, yes. Uh, people were messaging me about I, uh, Isaac Okoro and uh, his ability to play defense. And when I went back to watch it Saturday morning, there are times where I agree 100% he lets guys go. And then I, I think he's afraid of fouling. I think because in the first game against Georgia Southern, he, he got like – he had three personal fouls. I know two were offensive, but – I think he's afraid of getting into foul trouble. And I think he's going to have to figure out how to do that at the next level. And this is going to take time. But once again, I mean, Bruce Pearl's not just saying like he's never had a player defensively like him. He's not making that up. Yeah. So just give it time. I'm not worried about it. Because there are times where he's doing off-ball stuff and he's locking his guy down, but you don't see it because you're looking at the basketball. So I think Isaac Okoro is going to be fine. I think he's going to be an awesome player. Turbo Jones had a bad stretch late in the first half. He drove and had a guy open and took the shot, and he missed. Then he took a terrible three. Either the next possession or two possessions later, he missed. He played three minutes. He was 0 for 2, and he had two fouls. I mean, that is a terrible stat line. He's young, bad stretch. I'm curious to see how he responds moving forward, maybe even against South Alabama tomorrow. I think he's trying too hard. I agree. Uh, I think that I think it was the same case in the first game. Uh, Bruce Pearl kind of said it as much. They want to play him more. But he had, I think he played one minute in the first game and was so bad that they were like, okay, you're done. And, it, you know, it's tough when you've got a guy like that who, who like you said, is, is really, really young and you want to get him minutes and you know he's capable. But right. when he's just playing that poorly, it's tough to, to trust him to put him in. So, yeah, hopefully. The Auburn team needs to click. And I think they'll be able to click against South Alabama and against other teams in this non-conference stretch. But they need to they need to get a sizable lead, twenty points, you know, mm-hmm. in the in the first half kind of thing, just to allow these guys like Tur- Turbo Jones and Devin Cambridge is getting substantial minutes, but I'd like him to get more. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see how they work that out. Uh, those guys need that. They need that experience right now. Yeah, I'd love to see Auburn get up by a lot and then see a lineup in the second half that's, you know, three or four freshmen, and um. Anthony Macklemore. Okay. Because you know that Anthony Macklemore is that defensive anchor. He has been his whole career at Auburn. But at that point, I'd, I'd almost rather Stretch be playing there. Uh, even if Stretch is in. Like, I, I don't really care about that. Just having that kind of senior leadership, that defensive anchor, to be able to communicate and talk to you on defense and you know, kind of be your quarterback, your your veteran on the floor when, yes, it doesn't really matter. But if you get beat or something on defense, you've got a guy right there who can be like, you know, stretch, turbo, whatever. Like, you know what you got to – like, here it is. Right. Just real quick right there. You know what I'm – I don't know if that makes two, sense. Two awesome but. nicknames, by the way. We didn't even have to try with those. Those were just given to us. Stretch and turbo? Yeah. Yeah, did you – Yes, please. Thank okay, you. Okay, during – I think it was the Georgia Southern game. It might have been – it might have been the game on Friday. I was texting you nicknames. It was definitely Georgia Southern because you didn't say anything to me about it the next day. I want to see if I can go find them. The uh, the announcer, I think, for the Georgia Southern game was oh, yeah, giving he, these guys nicknames. Yeah, he was given one for a Purifoy. It was like the pure or something. They weren't good. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they were not. They weren't All great. Right, while you're looking at that, I'm, I'm going to keep going with my notes here. So Wiley crashed the boards well, played 20 minutes again. He had 20 minutes against Georgia Southern as well. Ten rebounds, you take that. Against Georgia Southern, Wiley and McLemore had a 20-21 to minute split in favor of McLemore. And then Friday night against Davidson, it was 20-25 to in favor of McLemore. So McLemore's playing more than Wiley, despite Wiley getting the start. And a lot of that is because McLemore can also play the four. Mm -hmm. But uh, there was just so much talk this offseason about Wiley taking that next step. And Pearl's not giving him 
as many minutes as the rest of the starters, which I think is interesting. McLemore had 12 points off of four or five shooting. I think he maybe outside of a Coro, I think he had the best stat line of the night coming off the bench. So, I mean, you talk about that senior leadership. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty strong. I mean, a guy that started all, all of last year and now it's like, okay, as a senior, we need you to come off the bench and, and he's, playing more but he's just not getting that start so that's interesting it'll also be interesting to me to see if they switch from switch those two guys like you just said macklemore and wiley to have wiley be able to be like that bona fide number one scoring option on the second team but maybe it is a mental thing maybe wiley they think wiley's just better when he starts versus when he doesn't i don't know that'll be interesting to see i and I'm not even necessarily concerned with who's starting and who doesn't. I'm looking at the minutes here. Yeah, and as of right now, McLemore is getting more minutes than, than Wiley. So we'll see. We will see how that continues to develop. I, I do think Wiley's played very well through two. I mean, it's two games, but I think he's It, it just depends on what you expected. Did you expect him to be a superstar, or did you expect him to be just a role-playing center? And I think he's being an awesome role-playing center right now. Yeah, but he's still... I mean, in both games, wasn't he top three in scoring? I don't think he was against Davidson. Okay, well, I'll look that up. Because he didn't get a double-double against Davidson. Okay. And he got maybe he wasn't against Davidson. Uh, the nicknames. Samir, don't doubt me. I don't hate it. Austin, I'm ready to wild out Wiley. Hate it. And Dangel, I'm pure, pure form. I hate that one too. But all right, the, the Samir don't <laughs> doubt me. I'm cool with that one. All right, Isaac Okoro is going to be a problem. 17 points. Five of six shooting and played 30 minutes. I mean, that is incredible. <laughs> I'm really excited to see what he turns into. And, you know, he he he, he lit it up from three. He was very uh, very efficient. His efficiency and, at, for a freshman is very impressive. But And he he's not like, okay, you know, cool, I've made two in a row. Give me the ball again. Let's heat check it. He, he's not like that. And most basketball players are at every level. And I love that he's like, no, I, it, it's about the team here. And I, I mean, lied. Wiley had only had five against Davidson. Okay. Only starter, not in double figures. And that's okay. That's Mac okay Lamar because Macklemore in that role had had the points down low, yeah. so that is okay. Samir Dowdy uh, played most of the minutes for Auburn. Thirty-four, not as strong of a game. Three from ten from the field. Zero for five from three. Just eleven points. And he needs to be better offensively, but I did love his defense. That's what I have down for uh, Samir. So yeah, we've, we've they, kind of touched uh, on that already. They did not shoot well from three, they being the Auburn Tigers. Uh, six of 24, that's 25%. Um, I wouldn't expect that going forward from a Bruce Pearl team. But I will say, you know, we saw Auburn last season just completely unable to shoot the ball in any capacity on the road. Auburn shot 48% from the field uh, during this game. So not ideal, but not nearly as bad as we saw them on the road last season. But, I mean, your, your two guards, I mean, Samir and Javon, uh, this is my last note, Javon McCormick was much better, uh, st- still uh, still not efficient. 3 of 10, 0 for 5 from 3, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 11 points. So That was Dowdy. Okay, what was Javon's? 5 of 12, 0 of 4 from 3, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, okay. 10 points. All right, so, so still, still not good. Yeah, that arguably worse. So that's uh, y- you need better. You need to be better at your one and two spots. Yeah, they definitely need to be more efficient there. Wow, we spent a lot more time on the game than I thought we would, but that's okay. That is okay. All right, I've got a lot of uh, football topics to talk about. Do you want to talk about the recruits? Auburn's do you want to talk about Chad Morris? What Hold do you? Last, Darius Slayton. Last thing, really quick. Okay. 
Auburn's defense held Davidson to 32.7% from the floor. You take they that. were better from three than they were from the, full, from the floor. Well, we, you, we talked about this team being an inside-out team, and that's, that's how you do it right there. All right, uh, let's talk quickly about Chad Morris being fired from Arkansas. They lost 45-19 at home to Western Kentucky, 2 of 8 this season. 4 of 18 overall, 0 and 14 in SEC play. Gus Malzahn, good friends with Morris. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he got a call. This is um, Malzahn had a presser yesterday, and this was the last question. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hate it for Chad. He's a wonderful person, a wonderful coach. Um, he, he'll bounce back. I mean, there's no doubt he'll bounce back, and just just hurting for him. We've talked. Do you think what's more likely that he gets a, that Chad Morris gets a call from Malzahn or that Malzahn gets a call from Arkansas? I think they've both already happened. Really? Yeah, I, I think when Gus heard about the news, he probably called Chad Morris. Just, I mean, they're they're great friends. That's yeah. what all the reports are. So I'm sure Gus is the kind of person, you know, from really what little I know about Gus, I feel like he's the kind of person who would. You know, call his buddy to be like, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry that that happened. You know, I have all the faith in the world in you. You'll find your footing. It's not the end of the world. God's got a plan. Sure, all that. And then, you know, if you're Arkansas, your first phone calls. I guess Gus Malzahn's agent, right? It's got to be. Yeah, I think there's rules on how you could communicate, but I mean. That's not going to stop you if you really. Want I don't to think they're allowed there. to call Gus directly. Yeah, I, I don't think they're allowed to do that. I think they have to go through his agent or whomever, or text his wife. Let's be honest. <laughs> what up, Christy? I'm just like, <laughs> like you said, there's ways around it. I, yeah. I bet you. Um, I, I bet one of his daughters got a call from the, the Arkansas athletic director. I'm just. I'm curious if we're going to go through this again, like we did two years ago, and then. Malzahn go on a run and beat Georgia and Alabama. Then he get another extension, and people love him again, and we just go through the cycle again. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, happens. I don't think he'll get an. I don't think he'll get an extension. I think if he beats Georgia and Alabama, I think he does. I think you have to extend him. Yeah, I could see him being like. But dude, the whole the whole mindset would change. The whole because then I think everyone thinks okay, cool. He can stick it to Kirby Smart. He can. He's the only SEC coach that can stick it to Nick Saban. You got a young quarterback. He's good for the next two to three years. He's got awesome quarterbacks coming in. He's got guys, JUCO offensive linemen coming in left and right to reload the offense. He's got skill players that are staying for another year. He's reloading at the linebacker position. He's reloading everywhere on the defense. Things are good. The future looks great again. I think that's. I think this the perception changes. That's what we saw. It I, happened yes. two years ago. You know, I I agree. The perception definitely changes if he can beat Georgia and Alabama, which again, to be honest, doesn't seem like a super daunting task. It seems very after doable. this past weekend, it looks doable. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see a few uh, a few other things I want to touch on. Auburn falls to the thirteen in uh, the AP poll and the coaches poll. They were twelve in both. They fall to thirteen, and then uh, not surprising. Yeah. I know you just want to, not surprising. When Baylor continues to be undefeated, Minnesota beat a top four team in the country. Like they're gonna jump up. Yeah, not not surprising at all. Yeah, Auburn's got it. Auburn will have its opportunity to move up over the next four weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about it. Darius Slayton yesterday 
Holy cow. Yeah. Uh, after this happened, like for the last, whatever it is, 16 hours or whatever, at the time we're recording this, all I've been thinking about is how I'm going to have to come on today and be like, I-, I think I owe Darius Slayton an apology. You do. Do you want me to give you a second? Uh, like, here, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll give you the floor. I, I feel kind of bad. Like, I've been very hard on him and, and his you know, seeming inability to catch the ball. And I don't know what happened when he became a New York giant, but I guess he figured out how to catch. It's like he's not super wide open anymore, and he's better at catching the football. But, man, the catches he's having to make from Daniel Jones, I mean, he's killing it. So, Well, one of them was just like a slant, Pat. It was a nice Jerry Judy there. He just took a slant 65 yards. I mean, I I saw several people tweet yesterday. I mean, national NFL writers that I've followed for years that are saying he is the most underrated rookie wide receiver in the NFL right now. Absolutely. How, how could he not be? I mean, he's got a good chance at Rookie of the Year right now, the way he's playing. Yeah, I mean, there, there are other guys that are getting into I mean, A.J. Brown, the Ole Miss product, uh, what he's doing at Tennessee is really, really special. D.K. Metcalf, the other Ole Miss product oh, yeah. at, at Seattle. But Oh, so I follow quite a few Ole Miss writers um, and whatever on Twitter and stuff. Every Sunday, they are all irate because – their offense couldn't score points last year with an offensive right. lineman that went top 10 or whatever. Those two guys and Grayson Knox, who's a tight end for somebody, the Bills, I think, and is catching passes left and right. Darius Slayton is the fourth wide receiver with multiple games with touchdown rece- with multiple touchdown receptions this season. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, both of Tampa Bay, interestingly enough, Kenny Galladay with the Lions, and then Darius Slayton with the Giants. Those are the four receivers that have multiple games with multiple touchdown catches. Yeah, and people were tweeting out um, a picture from like NFL reference of all the wide receivers this century that have m- more than one multiple touchdown game as a rookie, and it's like all the really good guys you can think of, and like four That's or cool. five random guys that sure. you're like, oh man, that guy did have a really good I remember him. <laughs> yeah. And what so a two-year stint he had. So people were tweeting that out, and I thought it was really funny because it was like half the people – all pros. The other half, you don't remember who they are. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. The uh, so with Slayton right now, then it looks like Seth Williams is about to get a chance two years from now. Anthony Schwartz. I mean, is Auburn two about two years from now? Yes. Because I think he leaves after his junior year. Okay. So next one year after next season. Okay. So two seasons from now, when he's in the NFL. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so I, I think I'm sorry. I think I, you're about to see Auburn go on a run with putting relevant wide receivers into the league. Because I mean, all off season, I've kind of been asking the question: like, if you were a good wide receiver, why are you going to Auburn? And now you're starting to see some of those guys actually get a chance. And I think that would do nothing but help Cody Burns and his sales pitch for getting these guys to to Auburn. So that'll be fun to see. Yeah, uh, I definitely – sorry. I, I thought that you meant – It's okay. You didn't know where I was going with it. It's fine. Uh, I thought two seasons meant after whatever. Um, Yeah, you're definitely right, though. Sweet. And Cody Burns can use all the help he can get. All right, Auburn landed a JUCO offensive lineman, Brendan Coffey. We will talk about that on tomorrow's edition of the show, as well as looking at the redshirt situation for a lot of Auburn players. There's 16 guys that I want to talk about that can be affected uh, – in regards to getting their red shirt this season. So stay tuned uh, to tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Auburn podcast. Michael, where can people find you and hear you, sir? Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Potato. I'll be on the lunch break tomorrow, being Tuesday. 
uh, from 11 to 1, ESPN 106.7. Fantastic. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. Also, the show is now on YouTube if you're into that sort of thing. This has been another edition of the Locked on Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.